Welcome to the Re-Eval brought to you by the Children's Rehabilitation Institute Teleton USA. Hey, this is Laura. And this is Natalie. We're two therapists that work at CRIT, the Children's Rehabilitation Institute Teleton USA. We wanted to provide the community with an outlet for their stories and resources for our families that may not have access or know how to begin. We hope that through these interviews, we can continue to serve our families and the pediatric therapy community with knowledge and education from a distance. Join us as we speak with some of our therapists, patients, and their families about their diagnosis and discuss how CRIT has helped them navigate their unique challenges. Thanks for listening. Hey friends, so uh, we will be honoring Prater Willie syndrome by interviewing one of our very own CRIP families. Um, first on the show, I had the pleasure of speaking to Gabriela about her son, Pedrito, and she shared um, some of the challenges that they face on a daily basis and provides words of advice for parents who may have just been told that their child may need some assistance. You'll also be hearing from our registered dietitian, Eva. She's going to be providing her perspective as a nutritionist and how she can help educate and empower our patients and their families to keep maintaining that healthy living style. She's also going to give some insight and quick education facts on how nutrition and positive food choices can really help our patients and families with Prater Willie. We hope you enjoy. You are listening to the Re-Eval brought to you by Crit. We are excited to have Gabriela on the phone introducing us to her son, Pedro, better known as Pedrito here in the clinic. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hello. We are also, I'm going to do my best at translating. She's going to be um, doing the answers in Spanish, so um, bear with us. We're going to get a little bit of uh, time to get those um, translated, but um, for the most part, I know Pedrito very well, and he is really just a super cool guy. I feel like Patients' parents will come up to me sometimes, and they just tell me, I just know this guy can can run the clinic just because of how he carries himself, honestly. So can you give us a little bit of um, information about Pedrito? Sí, claro. Bueno, él es un niño que tiene siete años. Acaba de cumplir siete años. Es un April Fool's, como le llaman. Oh, that's right. Eh, nació... Tú me dices si me voy más lento, más rápido. Si me das un segundo, nomás voy a decir real quick. So she said that he's seven years old and that he was born on April Fool's. So he's an April Fool's baby. <laughs> eh, nació en Nueva York. Born in New York. Ajá. Y bueno, es hijo único. Nada más nosotros somos la familia, papá, mamá, hijo único y su abuelita. Oh, so he's an only child with um, mom, dad, and grandma there in the home. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, you said he's seven years old, but can you tell us a little bit about his diagnosis? Sí, cómo no. Mira, cuando él nació, eh, el embarazo todo estuvo bien, pero cuando nació notaron, me lo llevaron a la, al cuarto de recuperación y bueno, yo notaba que no tenía hambre. Yo pensé, como es el único hijo, Yo pensé que no tenía hambre y que estaba cansado, estaba dormido y pues nunca, nunca se me pegó en el pecho para, para tomar su lechita. ¿Sí me das un segundo? Sí. So she's saying that um, the pregnancy actually went well um, and that whenever she had him, since she, it was her only child, they weren't really sure. He just seemed really sleepy and he was having issues um, latching to, to breastfeed. So they ended up taking him in to op for observation. Uh -huh. Entonces, um, 
después de unas horas, me lo dejaron en el cuarto como unas aproximadamente cuatro horas y se lo llevaron y ya no volví a saber de él hasta en la noche. So they took him in for observation, what seemed like four hours, and she said they wouldn't give her any response until later that night. Entonces fue cuando empezaron a llegar las enfermeras a decir que le habían notado algunos algunas características o alguna, por ejemplo, su azúcar estaba alta, su fontanela estaba muy abierta, tenía muy bajo tono muscular. See, so um, they started, the nurses had communicated with her that they started noticing some uh, certain characteristics. They realized that his sugar was high, um, his fontanel was um, a little bit more open than usual, as well as having low tone. So he had hypotone. Mm -hmm. Y bueno, entonces ahí fue en donde empezaron ya hasta que nació, le empezaron a hacer exámenes antes de su nacimiento. Parecía que todo el embarazo estaba perfectamente bien. Yeah, so um, what she's saying is that before, during her whole pregnancy, uh, as far as they had known, everything was normal and um, there was no issue. And so until the actual day that he was born, they realized that he had certain characteristics that something may just be different. Uh -huh. Entonces, bueno, esa noche ya fue, fue empezar a hacerle exámenes. Le hicieron exámenes de todo, neurológicos, eh, de los pulmones, del hígado, del cerebro, bueno, neurológico, eh, del corazón, de todo. Le hicieron exámenes de todo y todo sabía que estaba bien. So, um, from that night on, they went ahead and started running all kinds of tests. So, it looked like neurological tests, cardiovascular tests, really just trying to check all the boxes to make sure, um, you know, try to figure out what was going on and what was causing the characteristics. But she said that, um, as far as they knew, all of the tests were still coming back normal. Uh -huh. Entonces, uh, bueno, él estuvo en el hospital hasta que le hicieron definitivamente los exámenes... Um, uh, Ah, se me fue la palabra. Le okay, so she said that at this point I'd asked her um, how long had he had been in the hospital at this point. So he had been in the hospital for 15 days after um, he was born and they weren't finding any results from the standard testing. So they went ahead and, and decided to do some genetic testing at this point. Entonces, el problema que tenía era el que no podía comer, no podía succionar, tenía, estaba como un trapito, o sea, lo agarrabas y le colgaban los bracitos, las piernas, no podía ni siquiera succionar para comer. Entonces, se le daba este, por medio de, de un cablecito o de la manguerita uh -huh. y empezamos a darle, los doctores le, le tratamos con un biberón muy, muy, muy bueno y empezaba a comer 5 mililitros nada más al día de leche. So it seems as though um, one of the bigger issues he was having was, um, like that she had said before, latching. And so he just had very, very low tone. And um, she described him just being almost like a towel. So um, you would kind of lift up his arm and it would just fall down. So very, very low tone. Um, they had started trying to feed him via a tube. Um, and then they decided to try a different type of bottle. And with that, he was uh, successful drinking at least five, I think she said, milliliters a day. So... 
that was, I'm sure, really good news to hear that he was able to get something in his stomach. Yeah. Y, y bueno, uh, entonces hasta que llegaron los, eh, los exámenes genéticos fue cuando ya le dieron el diagnóstico de Prader Willy. And when was that within the time frame? How long had y'all been in the hospital at this point? Uh, tenía dos semanas, dos, casi, casi tres semanas. So she's saying it had been about three weeks, and um, that's when they were able to get the results back from the genetic testing, where it did show that um, Pedrito came back with um, Prader-Willi syndrome. Um, could you explain to someone that may not know what exactly is Prader-Willi? Sí, claro que sí. Bueno, mira, uh, Prader-Willi es una malformación genética que es exactamente cuando el cromosoma masculino número 15 no está completamente bien formado. Es Dame un segundo, si me puedes. So she's saying that it is a um, malformation on the father's side, and she, I believe she said it was the 15 chromosome, um, that there is a malformation that um, causes this. Exactamente. Entonces, eh, ese es el síndrome del Prader-Willi. Está, está clasificado con ese, el cromosoma 15, la malformación del cromosoma 15. And other than um, at birth, obviously, you know, y'all had seen that he had had the low tone. Um, what other characteristics, now that he's getting older, does um, Prater really present with for Pedrito? Bueno, oh, tiene muchas, muchas características ese, ese síndrome. Por ejemplo, la principal característica del síndrome es que ellos no tienen el... Um, el chip que le indica al cerebro que ya se sació de comida. O sea, nunca se van a llenar. Nunca, 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 nunca. So she's saying that there are quite a bit of characteristics that Pedrito shows from Prader-Willi, but one of the um, telltale signs of, of Prader-Willi and for Pedrito is that he's, um, she described it as a chip. So he's not getting that signal to his brain um, to alert him that, hey, I'm full. So he's just uh, constantly hungry. Uh -huh. eh, otra cosa, bueno, siempre va a tener tono muscular bajo. Eh, por ejemplo, los dientes, el pH lo tiene muy, muy alto. Dame un segundo, si puedes. Sí, sí, so, claro. So she's saying that he's always going to have low tone, but some of the other characteristics that he have are that uh -huh. he has high pH um, as far as, I believe she said his teeth go. Mm-hmm. Sí, de, de sus dientes, de, de hecho le hicieron una, una cirugía dental porque los dientes se le pican muy rápido, muy, muy rápido. Hace cuenta que se le desbarataron los dientes oh, y le wow. tuvieron que poner coronas en todos los dientes con una cirugía. Well, she had said that considering um, he has that very high pH level that his teeth actually would just kind of chip away is what I understood. Um, so he ended up having to have a surgery where they put crowns on all of his teeth to kind of protect the root is what I'm guessing um, because of, uh, you know, of this high pH that he has with his teeth. Mm -hmm. Después uh, tienen eh, problemas de comportamiento también. Eh, Puede tener o no problemas neurológicos. En el caso de, de Pedro Esteban los tiene muy, muy, muy bajos. Eh, tienen también retraso de aprendizaje. 
Dame un segundo, si puedes. Um, so she's saying that they can have behavioral issues as well as neurological problems. And she said as far as neurological problems, it seems like he's very low. Um, in general, I mean, a lot of these characteristics um, from knowing Prater Willie are, are very common. So other things I, I believe are presented are usually a shorter stature. Um, along with that low tone, they usually have a really low metabolism. So other than, um, you know, not being able to get that cue, uh, to tell them, hey, I'm full. On top of that, they have a very low metabolism, so it's hard for them to process these foods. Um, so a lot of things, um, as far as management for these children with Peter Willie, a lot of it has to do with um, diet and, and managing um, what they're taking in. So I, I for myself, I, I had known this about Pedrito, but it took me um, a trip. I, there is, we've talked about it before, but there is a... Um, a program here called the buddy program. And so we had actually gone on this trip, uh, and I volunteered myself and my husband had volunteered to kind of assist and they prepare food if it's going to be, you know, for dinner. So they'd had this like pizza party and, and different foods there available. And I was just kind of handing food out and I wanted to make sure I knew everyone's allergies. And Pedrito had come up to me and he said, no, I can't eat that. And yeah, and he said it just so matter of fact, because that's Pedrito, but <laughs> he came up to me and he's like, no, I can't eat that. And everyone else around him, all of his peers are eating pizza and drinking juice. And he just sat there with his salad content. And I, it just was so surprising because at the time, I think he must've been five years old. So the self-control that it takes for a five-year-old to tell themselves like, I'm not going to join in on this pizza party. Um, I'm just going to sit here and enjoy my time with my salad. I was just like, I can't even do that. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't believe the... Uh, you know, it, it, I have to give you props, of course, mom, because I can't imagine, you know, trying to, to educate him very early on that, hey, you know, we have to be able to manage these things. And <clears throat> unfortunately, you know, he won't be able to to have all of the candies and the pizza and whatnot. But he seems to he's such a smart guy. So he really understands these things and, and takes it with, you know, a grain of salt. And he, he, he was very content with his salad. And, and he had like, I think, a a fruit pack later as a, as a treat. So it's just something to think about that you just don't ever realize until, um, like, since I'm obviously on the physical therapy side, I, I'm never dealing with his immediate food, um, and intake. And it was just so surprising to me that he just immediately knew like, Nope, I'm going to get my salad. <laughs> um, yeah. but other than that, uh, you had touched base on his behavior and, um, what are some tools, or I guess if you can explain like, um, what, what is the behavior part side of uh, Prater Willie? De acuerdo con su comportamiento, eh, tiene demasiados berrinches, pero como que fuera de control. A esta edad ya muchas veces no se puede controlar cuando se frustra. No tiene, no tiene nada de tolerancia a la frustración. Okay. So she's saying as far as his behavior goes, he'll have these fits and it really just seems like he's out of control and it, it's not up to him as far as um, being able to control his behavior and his temperament. And so um, if he does begin to get frustrated, it, it, it kind of spirals from there um, and he is not able to control that. Um, are there any tools that you personally use to... Um, kind of make these frustrations or make these behaviors a little bit easier in the home? Sí, sí, sí. Yo, por ejemplo, ahorita ya, ya, sé, cómo, ya sé cómo tratarlo. Eh, yo le tengo que dar su tiempo. O, eh, a veces se controla, lo controlo fácil, a veces no. Entonces, 
definitivamente siempre tiene que tener su propio tiempo y su espacio. Nunca, nunca, nunca me ha funcionado el tratar de que él se controle cuando esté enojado, porque no, no lo logro. Él siempre se pone más enojado y bueno, ahí sí ya hemos tenido dos o tres eh, eh, veces que, que si una vez, una vez estaba muy chiquito y estaba tan frustrado que se empezó a golpear. Y yo, oh, eso fue muy frustrante para mí y eso... Eso me dolió muchísimo porque fue la, la primera vez que lo hizo. Of course. Y, oh, wow, no, la verdad es que no, no, no quiero que se vuelva a repetir. Otra vez, lo, eso lo, lo hizo cuando tenía como tres años y otra vez cuando tenía como cinco. So she uh, kind of, co to go back, she had said that really just developing um, a schedule for him and giving him his time and his space is going to be the, the most helpful thing for him specifically. So she's saying that if he's already starting to get frustrated, it's not going to be one of those things that she's going to try and control the behavior right then and there because it, it's, it does not seem to help for him. So she really likes to give him time and space specifically because she says that there has been times where she's tried to correct the behaviors um, whenever he's at that heightened level where he's already super frustrated. And um, she said there's been, you know, two to three times where he's started to um, hit himself and, and show, you know, self-interest behavior. And, and that just, you know, really affected her. And so she wanted to make sure that um, in order to prevent that, that she was kind of being... Um, proactive with the behavior. So, you know, trying to uh, guide him, I guess, through the day before he gets to that point of frustration. Um, otra cosa también que me gustaría agregar de acuerdo a su, a su comportamiento es este tipo de niños, por la experiencia que tengo con mi hijo, es muy importante que tengan sus rutinas, que sean muy rutinarios, muy, muy rutinarios. Entonces, si tú, si tú le dices una cosa, por ejemplo, mi mamá le dice una cosa o mi esposo le dice otra cosa, él, eso es lo que va a hacer. No le puedes cambiar, eh, tienes que pensar muy bien qué le vas a decir, qué es lo que quieres que haga, porque tú sabes que siempre, bueno, en una casa son diferentes formas de pensar. Entonces, a lo mejor yo le digo, vámonos a bañar, y mi mamá le dice... Ah, quédate en pijama un poquito más, por ejemplo, el fin de semana. Y entonces, o sea, él ahí se frustra demasiado porque no sabe qué es lo que tiene que hacer. Sí, irse a bañar, porque yo le dije, o ir a estar en pijama un rato más. O sea, cosas tan sencillas como esa, a él lo frustran demasiado. Uh, yes, and I can totally agree. I mean, just from working with Pedrito, what she was saying is that what she feels like is super important for someone with this diagnosis, and specifically Pedrito, is having a routine and uh, really giving him precise um, direction, like making it very simple because something she gave the example if, um, you know, they have multiple people in their household, so it's herself, um, her mother, and uh, her husband. So if her husband uh, says, Hey, let's, you know, let's get ready for the bath. And then her mother then comes back and says, you know what, let's just stay in our pajamas for a little bit longer. Um, something as simple as that, making that decision can really get him frustrated because he's not sure what he needs to do. So, um, everyone just really needs to be on the same page about, um, what they're telling Pedrito as well as being along with the routine for him. So I'd imagine, 
when I have seen him in the clinic, I mean, it's, it's exactly what she's saying. I, I usually give him, um, some tasks and, and just making sure I'm not overwhelming him with direction because he is a very smart guy and he has, you know, really great vocabulary. You talk to him and, and it really feels like you're talking to an old man. He's a, he's an old soul. It cracks me up, but you, you talk to him and, and you say these things and you, you get into this conversation with him. But if it's as far as completing a task, um, when you start to, to overwhelm him with these, um, multi-step, uh, activities, it, it does make it very challenging for him to process it. Um, and it's been the most successful for me. Like she said, if I just say, Hey, we're going to do this and that. Um, and he, he does it with a smile and we usually, you know, we get through the session much better. So that's a, a really good point to, to bring up as far as, um, routines being really important for someone with uh, Peter, Peter really, and specifically Pedrito. Sí, eso es muy, muy, muy importante. Y también en cuestión de las comidas. Oh, and she's saying also in relation to food. So um, could you give us an example, I guess, of, of how Pedrito's day would be for a routine? Okay. Uh, es una rutina difícil en cuanto a... Repito que somos... Bueno, no bastantes, pero somos cuatro personas en casa. Entonces, él, te resumo, tiene una, una dieta muy específica, muy, muy específica. Eso es lo que, lo que, lo que más me ocupa de él, yo creo, eh, cuestión de la comida. Porque dentro de sus alergias, que tiene muchísimas alergias, como tú sabes, y dentro de lo que puede comer, entonces tiene una dieta súper, súper limitada. De hecho, se juntaron el gastroenterólogo, la nutrióloga, la genetista y um, la alergóloga para hacerle una dieta especial a él. O sea, es, la verdad es que sí ha sido mucho trabajo de los especialistas y yo lo agradezco muchísimo porque... Toda la vida hemos batallado con, con las alergias y hay muchos niños que tienen Prader Willy, que, que conozco yo mamás, que no tienen las alergias que tiene Pedro Esteban. So what she's saying as far as, um, really routine, but she's saying again, like they live in a household with four people. So, um, trying to incorporate his diet, because that is something that's really important for Prater Willie, in addition to all of the other allergies that he has to factor in. So at the very end there, she says that she, she knows other parents that have children with Prater Willie, but they don't have these specific allergies. So it's, doesn't seem as difficult to kind of um, put together their um, food plan. But with um, the help of specialists, she was able to, and she's super grateful to have had them put together a plan um, of what he needs to eat because he, it, it seems to be like that's what costs the mo most of her time and effort is, is dedicated to making sure that he's getting enough to eat, but also within um, the boundaries of what they're limited to um, because of his metabolism as well as with the allergies. So it sounds like a, a lot of work. Sí, sí es. Y aparte es cocinar algo especial para él y después uh, algo para nosotros. Entonces eh, el refrigerador... Eh, la despensa y todos los lugares donde puede haber comida en la casa tienen seguro todos están con, con un seguro y no podemos dejar absolutamente nada 
nada, nada fuera de la cocina, nada, fuera de, de la despensa o, bueno, la pantry o del sí. refrigerador, nada, no wow. se puede quedar nada porque si no se lo come todo. Oh, yeah. So she's saying that, um, you know, on top of cooking his meals, then after that, she's cooking the meals for, you know, the other people in the household. But um, just to kind of make sure that, you know, nothing is, is left out, they do have uh, the pantry and the fridge um, shut with a lock just to make sure that he isn't able to get in and, and get things out of there. So if they were to leave something out of the pantry, um, at some point he would probably eat it. So they just need to make sure that everything's clean and put away. Um, so, and, and again, it takes like a family effort. You have to have everyone on board, um, to understand these rules specifically for Pedrito, um, cause he isn't able to, to control that aspect. So I can see that being hard. Was that hard to, um, incorporate in your house or was it hard to to have Pedrito understand why you needed a lock on the fridge or the pantry? Sí, mira, como empezamos a hacerlo desde que él estaba pequeño, eh, lo he ido como tratando de manejar con él. Primero le dije que estaba descompuesto el refrigerador y tenía que ir a ponerle eso porque si no la puerta se abría sola. O sea, ¿tú cómo le explicas a un niño que tiene tres años o dos años y medio? Tres años, porque empezó prácticamente a caminar después de los dos años, a, que no puede co comer lo que él quiere, ¿no? Que, que está viendo a su mamá, a su papá o a quien esté en la casa comer o otras cosas que él no puede, o a los niños en la escuela comer dulces cuando él no puede, o tomar un jugo cuando él no puede... Entonces, sí ha sido muy, muy difícil. Ha sido una labor muy pesada, sobre todo también con la familia. Eso también ha sido difícil porque, por ejemplo, no sé, un simple ejemplo. Eh, alguien deja la puerta de la despensa abierta. Eso pasó, no sé, hace, hace como unos 15 días. Dejó, dejó a alguien la puerta abierta de la despensa sin seguro, porque cierran la puerta, pero sin seguro, que nos puede pasar a todos. Y él se comió un paquete completo de pan, de hamburguesas. Entonces, le hacen daño y es alérgico. Oh, entonces, no. ajá, entonces, a él lo que le da cuando tiene las alergias y cuando come demasiado, el estómago se le pone súper inflamado y le da mucha diarrea, y bueno, ya no te quiero decir lo demás de las alergias, es mucho, mucho problema con su salud. Yeah, of course, and I'm just going to go back to what she said, that, um, that yeah, it is very difficult to kind of explain to someone. Um, she's saying that he had started walking around two and a half to three years old, so um, at this point, that's whenever he was mobile, and he was able to get around, get into the pantry, and into the fridge, so it's hard to explain to a two and a half, three-year-old, um, hey, you know, this is why we have the lock on uh, the fridge or the pantry, so what she was telling him at first is like, hey, the, the fridge is broken, and the door isn't going to stay closed unless we put this lock on, and so... Um, it was kind of, you know, small tools at this point until he could understand is kind of what I understand, um, to let him know that, Hey, you are allergic to these things, or you're only um, allowed to have this amount of food at this time. Um, and that's kind of how she started off introducing the idea to, you know, a toddler. So, um, but after that, she said she gave an example of, uh, what happened about 15 days ago is if 
you know, it's easy for someone to go into the pantry and just grab a snack, but I guess this had happened and, um, they had closed the door, but they didn't put the lock on afterwards. And he actually went into the, into the pantry and ended up eating a whole packet of, um, hamburger buns, which, um, in general, I mean, for someone who doesn't have, you know, allergies and have these limitations, it's probably not the best uh, for us to do either. Right. I know I, I can do some stuff sometimes, but it's just probably not the best. And, um, but for him, he's allergic to what was eaten and, um, he does have those limitations. So he ended up because of the allergies having a really upset stomach. I mean, he had diarrhea and his, um, stomach was super hard. And so it affects, you know, the rest of the coming days because of this one decision to not keep that pantry door locked. So, um, again, I just, I feel like it's something that is a full effort as, as the entire family, um, to really be on board with, um, you know, making sure these things are locked or just kind of keeping him to understand. Um, but she also brought up a good point. I mean, it, this is within their home and, um, they can only control as much as they can, right? They lock as much as they can, but, um, he does go to school. So whenever he goes to school, uh, he does see kids just drinking juice when they want to, and they eat candies when they want to. And, um, I go back to that example. I just, it, the amount of, uh, self-control that he showed with me that time because um, this happened to be a, a buddy. This particular buddy event was uh, the parents were out. They were not in the session. And I can't remember if that's kind of how they all are, but um, we were in a magic show. And so the parents were out, we were downtown and the volunteers were the ones that were primarily in charge along with uh, recreational therapy of the patients. And so um, he didn't even have his mom there. And he showed that self-control early on of like, Hey, no, I, I can't eat this pizza. I can't eat this juice. And he took his water and his salad. And so I, you know, I, he may have these times where of course everyone's human and he, he may have wanted those hamburger buns, but he definitely is learning from y'all on the daily and is showing, um, that self-control when he's not with y'all. So, I mean, uh, it's something that y'all have really done a really good job. And, and he, I mean, he's only seven years old. So, um, for him to understand that at such an early age is, is really great on y'all's part for sure. Sí, hay muchas, muchas, muchas cosas ahorita que está creciendo ya los entendiendo mejor, ¿eh? Eso, sí, y en la escuela también, en la escuela también. Y es tener mucho, mucho contacto, mucha comunicación con los maestros, porque a veces, por ejemplo, tienen un pastel, tienen un cumpleaños, y lo que yo hago es enviarle gelatinas, por ejemplo, sin azúcar, y es lo que él puede comer, o le pueden dar, si trabajó muy, muy bien... Eh, le pueden dar un, un Skittle, por ejemplo, un pequeñito, una pastillita de esas, eh, no sé, algo para que él también vea, pues es que es muy difícil estar con, con niños y, 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 y ver que ellos están comiendo un pastel, o tú, por ejemplo, que estás comiendo un pastel y él no puede, eso es, eso es algo muy, muy difícil y muy triste para uno como papá. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I honestly can't imagine, but she was saying that, you know, now that he is getting older, he's able to understand certain things and she's really in, um, in good communication with his teachers. And so with that, let's say if, um, they're having some sort of party and they have cake there, it's really hard for him to watch, um, that everyone's partaking in this party. And so what she usually does is we'll send uh, the teachers or like, we'll send a note and send the teachers with jello, something that he enjoys that is sugar-free, um, that, so he still feels 
included. Um, and not only that, she said that at times, like let's say if he is doing really well in school, what they'll do is kind of give him a reward um, of candy. And she, I mean, explained it as like the one Skittle. So not like a bag of Skittles, but one Skittle is what he'll get um, as a, like a reward. And she said, it's just, it's difficult as a parent to, to see him. And, and it's sad to, to see him not be able to enjoy these foods, um, that everyone else, as far as his peers are able to, to partake in. So, um, it's something that you don't take, you know, you take for granted and uh, not having that, um, you know, myself or, or anybody else. And so you just don't realize like, Hey, you know, I, am able to, I am able to eat these things whenever I'd like to. And, and again, I just can't go back to saying enough good things about y'all as parents to, to really enforce what you can, as far as a routine for him, for him to understand that. And, and he is, you know, only getting smarter as he gets older. So, um, I think that with time, I don't know if it'll be easy for him, but, um, he's really able to adapt on his own. And so that's, you know, props to y'all for sure on, on being able to, to have him understand that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then you, I think you had mentioned, um, a little bit about, you know, Pedrito's, his diagnosis, he does have, you know, a full team of specialists, um, that kind of help put, um, what he needs into plan. And I think what you had told me is that, um, someone that y'all are seeing, or y'all do go to a, uh, genetics counselor, um, who, I want to say provides y'all um, some services, but I'm not too familiar. Would you Would you mind um, explaining a little bit more on that? Sí, claro. Mira, eh, hay unas clínicas en en el Hospital Santa Rosa, en el Cristo Santa Rosa. Cada tres o cuatro meses hay unas clínicas de Brother Willie. Es muy interesante porque ahí eh, se reúnen todos los especialistas para verlo. Llevan el récord de su peso, llevan la altura, eh, eh, ve al cardiólogo, al neurólogo, al nutricionista, a la genetista, ve también a, a ahorita está viendo al gastroenterólogo, es todo, todo, todo el equipo de, de doctores, eh, la verdad es que es un servicio increíble, increíble porque están al pendiente de que él esté bien, de que tenga lo que necesite para estar bien de salud. En, en general te lo puedo decir, por ejemplo, de todo este, la dieta especial que tiene Pedro Esteban para comer es una hoja que me dijeron, eso es lo que puede poner, comer y punto. Todo eso se derivó a todas las clínicas de Prader Willy y de todos los especialistas que lo han visto. Wow. Entonces, eso es súper, súper bueno porque tenemos, nosotros como padres, tenemos muchísimo apoyo con ese grupo. Um, so she, clinics, no, no, of course. Excuse me. I'm just going to um, translate really quick. So she's saying that um, about every three to four months, the clinics here at a hospital, Santa Rosa, um, are provided for Prater Willie, children with Prater Willies, and it, it's a full on, in, you know, interdisciplinary service. They have multiple specialists, gastroenterologists, neurologists, the genetic counseling, um, just multiple people there to provide a plan for the families um, for what is needed for um, 
for her son, for, for someone with Prater Willies. And so she, um, she highlighted that one of the things that, you know, other than of course, taking all of, you know, the new measurements, weight and height and, um, everything needed to determine these things, they also, um, provide her with a sheet of what he can and cannot eat. So after they do these clinics and, and take in all the information that they need, they, they put together, um, a page that'll show, you know, what he can and cannot eat. So it makes it a lot easier for, for her to put together that, um, really intricate diet that he needs. So it's really been, um, a blessing is what she said. I mean, as far as, um, having that assistance of all these specialists to kind of guide her, uh, for what, um, Pedrito may need. So I that that's an awesome service. And I imagine that, um, I know that Santa Rosa has other clinics that are similar to different, um, genetic disorders. So, um, but just uh, like I said, again, it's, it's something that you kind of take for granted. You don't realize that it needs this much, um, assistance to put together a diet for somebody. Um, but for, for Pedrito, it's very, very important to have him, um, on the right track for these certain things. So I, you know, I can't really imagine. Um, is there anything, as far as, I mean, guidance or, or any words of advice for a parent that may be in the similar situation that you are with Pedrito? Oh, sí, que, que mientras más chicos es, les empiecen a dar eh, todas sus terapias, terapia física, terapia ocupacional, de lenguaje, eh, es mejor, mientras más chicos empiecen a darles ayuda es mucho mejor si algún papá yo tuve la suerte de darme cuenta cuando él recién nació por los doctores pero hay otros papás que no se han podido dar cuenta hasta, hasta que están un poco más grandes como 3, 4 años porque hay unos niños que sí pueden incluso gatear, así no, no, no están tan débiles de, de sus músculos, que vayan con un doctor inmediato. Aquí hay muchísima ayuda, mucho apoyo. Eh, ahorita le están dando a Pedro Esteban, por ejemplo, el, el, um, la hormona de crecimiento que era algo que yo le tenía mucho miedo porque yo había oído cosas no muy buenas de la hormona de crecimiento hasta que eh, uno de los doctores habló conmigo y ya me dijo que para los niños de Prada Willy es importantísimo la hormona de crecimiento. Tengo 18 semanas poniéndole la hormona de crecimiento día tras día y ha ayudado muchísimo, pero muchísimo hasta en en su propia seguridad, yo lo siento a él mucho más seguro, porque ahora ya como que se acerca a jugar más con los niños, eh, la verdad es que eso le ha dado mucha seguridad para sus, sus músculos, yo los veo un poco más fuertes, entonces eh, la verdad es que sí, acérquense por cualquier duda que tengan, la menor duda que tengan, si su hijo eh, no tiene control para comer y... y notan alguna, alguna, cualquier cosita, cualquier rasgo que, que pueda tener eh, de todo lo que hemos comentado hoy, llévalo con el doctor. Eso es bien importante empezar a tratarlos desde muy chiquitos, porque así van a estar mucho mejor en el futuro. 
No, that makes total sense. And I'm just going to go back. Um, I was just going to go back. So she did say that, you know, some people may not have uh, the ability to know that something may be wrong because they are able to crawl and they, they aren't showing these signs. But, um, you know, since she had that help earlier on, she's had um, a lot of support. And there is a lot of support here um, for Prader-Willi uh, syndrome. And so what's really helped her in the recent days is that she has started um, Pedrito on a growth hormone. And at first she she mentioned she was, you know, really nervous and scared um, to provide this to him because it's something different. But um, she spoke to one of his doctors and they kind of let her know, hey, this is something that's really needed for any child that has um, Prater Willie. And so now they're 18 days in and she really has seen, you know, huge gains and feels like it's really helped him feel more secure and confident. And um, he's approaching uh, kids more often in school and he seems to have stronger muscles. Um, so just things that, you know, she, she wasn't too on board at first, but now that she's doing it, she, she's seen such a difference. So she said if she can give, leave any advice, it would be to, um, no matter what you feel like it may be with your child, um, if something is going on, if you notice something out of the normal, um, it's just best to take your child in and, and get something tested if you can. Um, that way you can start treating as soon as possible. So, um, and that makes total sense. I mean, we've talked about, you know, early childhood intervention, um, early on. So, helping these kids at, uh, at, at an early stage is going to help them kind of meet some of these milestones that, uh, are delayed. And, you know, hopefully if, if you're, Given the chance to do that at an early time, it seems like for what Miss Gabriela is saying is what really helped Pedrito <clears throat> be where he is at now. So I I totally agree with that. That makes a lot of sense. But um, I just want to thank you so much, time uh, Miss Gabi. I really really appreciate it. Um, you know, this month is Prater Willie Syndrome Awareness Month, so I feel like I learned a lot about Pedrito and about the diagnosis in general. But um, she did provide a really great link for Prater Willie, and I will um, will have that linked on our website so you can kind of get to know a little bit more about um, this diagnosis. It is rare. Um, it does affect both, you know, female and male, but it, you just don't realize how how these limitations affect these children. And so I, again, I just really want to thank you for your time and I really appreciate um, you coming on today. Oh, no, thank you for <laughs> everything. Thank you for everything. Of just course. Let me, let me mention in my bad English <laughs> that, uh, that you are one of the best physical therapies that I've known. Oh, thank you, Gabby. I really appreciate that. That's really yeah. sweet. No, and I, yeah. I love Pedrito dearly. I mean, I feel like he is such a cool kid and it's funny because my husband, I, I mentioned that trip that we went on to for, for the buddy trip, but he's always asking about Pedrito. He's like, how's my friend Pedrito doing? How's Pedrito? So Pedrito <laughs> just has one of these personalities that kind of brings you in, and, and he is so funny, and he's just such an awesome kid. So it's really easy to work with him. I mean, it doesn't matter if he's having a good day or bad day. He really just makes you laugh with um, he's such a witty kid for being seven years old. It cracks me up, but, um, we love him a lot at this clinic and, and, you know, that parent said it best as far as like owning the clinic. He really does. He owns a place here. He, he knows where he's comfortable and I'm just really happy, um, to have him here as a patient. So again, thank you so much for that. Thank you. Muchas gracias. Nos vemos más tarde. Thank you. Gracias. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye. -bye. Okay, guys, I just wanted to introduce you to the man of the hour. How are you today? Good. What is your name? Daniel. How old are you? Seven. And what were we here talking about? 
in Spanish, you're right. Are we talking about um, how this month is Prater Willie Syndrome Awareness Month? Is that right? Yeah. And you come here and you visit us here at Crit? Yeah. What is your favorite thing to do at Crit? Hmm. Spelling. Spelling? Who do you practice that with? Um, teacher. With your teacher? Do you also do spelling here with your therapist? Yeah. Yeah? Well, that's good. I do. You do come in and you show me your spelling sheets. You're getting super, super smart. That's one of the things that I've made sure I pointed out like a million times because I was saying that when we went on that trip a couple years back now, um, that you were so good about selecting your things and you know what you can and cannot eat. And I was just really impressed with that. So I just wanted to give you kudos, okay? Anything that you want to say, Pedrito? Anything specific to someone listening? No. No? You're good? Yeah. <laughs> okay, no worries. Thank you so much for your time, and I'm going to let you get back to your to your stuff that you're doing here, okay? Okay, bye. Bye. Up next, we will interview our registered dietitian, Eva. Enjoy. You are listening to the Re-Eval brought to you by Crit. Today we have Eva with us. Um, one of the coolest things about Crit is we have so many different services that can really help educate our families. And as a part of that, Eva, our dietitian, is able to provide these nutrition services to many of our families, including our families with Prater Willie. Um, so right now, Eva, how long have you been at Crate? Um, I am going on my seventh year here. I started at the beginning. Wow. Um, so as a part of the dietitian, what do you do to help our families with their nutrition and what they consume on a daily basis? How do you, how do you help with that? Well, we have children here who have neuromuscular issues or genetic, and they have special needs. And with those special needs comes challenges, especially in the nutrition area. So what I do as a registered dietitian, um, I have over 35 years of experience. I am here to optimize whatever I can to help these children grow to their optimum level, no matter what their diet is. It may be a tube feeding, maybe puree diet and tube feeding, maybe allergies, and whatever that component is that they have a need for their growth and development, I evaluate them and I help them grow. And then we monitor them. And if they need any special support, either supplementation or vitamin therapy, um, I do make those recommendations and we're able to get those through the doctor's order. Wow. Um, she didn't mention this, but one of my other favorite parts with nutrition as therapeutic recreation, we also can co-treat to work on food independence and cooking skills. Um, which I know you probably don't get to touch on too much with COVID right now. Um, but I know that she has the power to help um, teach cooking skills. I've gotten to work with her where we helped um, one of our patients cook an omelet at home. And that was fun. Um, so I know going into this month, we've been talking a lot about Prater Willie. Um, so what what is your understanding, your definition of Prater Willie? How do you help kids with Prater Willie? Um, nutritionists are very uh, important in the therapy for Prader-Willi um, due to their insatiable appetite where they just do not feel satisfied no matter how much they eat. So the only treatment we know at this point for not only children but adults is dietary treatment which comes in the line of restrictive caloric intake. 
And it has to do with their body composition. Usually when they're born, they sometimes have low muscle tone and they're not able to suck and take enough nutrients, so sometimes they need therapy to actually get nutrition support. But once they have that, because of their insatiable appetite, and what I mean by that is they really never feel satisfied, no matter how much they eat. So nutrition becomes very important because if you continue to eat and not feel full, you'll continue to gain weight. So obesity is like the number one issue with our Prader Willie children. Wow. Um, yeah, I can't imagine never <laughs> not feeling full. That's got to be really tough. Um, so that literally leads right into my next question was like, what are some of the main com uh, the common challenges that you face with our families and their kiddos with Prader Willie? How do you help them through their challenges? Well, intervention through a feeding program is first we evaluate what they're able to eat, chew, and swallow. And after that, the goal would be to tailor that dietary plan as an intervention so that they would have some sort of structure. And bringing in the food components um, and teaching them as they grow what those food components are. For example, the protein components, the carbohydrate components, the fat components. And unfortunately, the Prader Willi uh, individual does not metabolize fat as well. So they normally have a low fat, low carbohydrate diet. And with that being the pattern, you have to modify their feeding for breakfast, lunch, dinner, not only at home, but in also including their school and their community. So there's a lot of education involved. Definitely. Um, for those that don't know, have never stepped foot into Eva's office, she has these really cool charts up on her wall that show what like a balance plate looks like on top of these food models, which are literally these like, um, uh, like rubberized food, right? <laughs> and um, it really helps our kids and our families learn like physically what um, they're looking at when it comes to a balanced plate. You can mix and match, you can show different types of foods. Um, so what are, I, there's tons of ways to empower our kids. Um, what are some other tools that you use to help empower our kids with Prater Willie and their families to make smart choices for themselves? First of all, um, one of the things we do is we monitor their height and their weight. There's two types of uh, treatments for Prater Willie children. There's different growth charts for Prater Willie, and one of them is if they get the growth hormone. Uh, normally, they will be short stature without the growth hormone, but with the growth hormone, they tend to grow taller. And so we monitor that very carefully. That is a measurement tool that we actually use. So we do monitor their height, their weight, and something called the body mass index. That's the height to the weight ratio. And many of our Prater Willi children tend to be higher in that ratio. The goal is keeping them somewhere between the 50th and the 75th percent, uh, yes, 75th percentile for their BMI. And so we measure that. Some of the other tools like you had mentioned is the teaching tools, which include allowing them to learn as they get older what amounts of food, the portion sizes of the components. For example, there's vegetables like a potato um, or peas. They're very starchy compared to other items that include um, like your salads or your carrots or broccoli that they can actually have more of. And so the key is actually allowing them to learn what a portion size is. And to be honest with you, they're like any other kid. They want a treat, 
They want to have things that other kids want to have, but because of their restriction, and unfortunately their body mass uh, index being so high on average, their calorie level is usually lower. So we do kind of have planned treats, and we work with recipe ideas, as well as different type of tools like the, the food models that they actually get to put their own plates together. And then eventually they get to even cook. So that's kind of an exciting part of their development. I think that's probably my favorite part. We have one kid in clinic and he's highlighted on Teleton and they show him working with these food models and he's, <laughs> he's really good at pointing out what he can and can't eat. Um, and so for this individual specifically, um, he has a lot of food allergies and I, I don't think that's super common with Prado Willie. I mean, it could be, it depends on the child. However, um, what do you, what do you recommend for those families that really have different challenges on top of Prado Willie? Those are really tough, but education is key for not only the parent, but the school and the community. That uh, the nice thing is once that child is able to recognize, and I think that's what was so surprising, he knew what he could not eat. He actually pointed out that, no, that's not a healthy food for me. Wow. It would have been a healthy food for any other child, but because of his allergy, he already knew that that was not an appropriate food for him. So education at a very young age will be the best intervention that you can give a child as they grow up because this is something that's genetic and it does not go away. So anytime that we can empower that child to have more choices, to be involved in their food planning, that's the most important thing we can do for them. Yeah, and continuing with education, um, because it's always an ongoing process, how often do you recommend to check in with your nutritionist, your dietitian, yourself? How often do you recommend to just have those check-ins? Weekly, monthly? It depends on the individual. A lot of times those individuals who have Prater Willie will come into a six, I think it's three to six months, they actually follow up at the Prater Willie Clinic here in San Antonio. For those who need additional um, help in the education or to reinforce what they're currently learning, this is where I would follow them on average every three months. And that way we can actually measure their growth, their development, as well as give them new ideas, new recipes, and challenge them to maintain that strict but very pattern eating program that they have to stay on. Definitely. Um, so my last question for you is, what advice do you just have for families and um, patients or children with Prater, Prater Willie? Well, Prater Willie is something where a parent needs to communicate with all team members. This is an interdisciplinary type of therapy where you get involved uh, the social worker, the occupational therapist, the speech therapist, the physical therapist. You also get involved the school for their, because at times you have to have that diet very restrictive. So they have their individual plan at school where the dietitians there get involved for the menu planning. And so it, it really does take, and possibly because of they have tantrums, because they can't have certain foods, you get psychologists involved or a psychiatrist. So it's a really interdisciplinary care for the individual who's Prater-Willi. And with that support, I really believe the family can navigate all the challenges that they have with their growing child and give them the quality of life that they so deserve. 
Definitely. I think Crete is a pretty good place for that. We have quite a good team that is very well-rounded. We're able to utilize a lot of those disciplines, as Eva had mentioned. Um, thank you so much for stopping by and giving your perspective as a nutritionist working with Prairie Rotary families, and um, we just appreciate it. Cool. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. the re-eval brought to you by Crit. Uh, so one of the things, I mean, Gabriela and Pedrita are, are near and dear to my heart. I know them very well from being here in the clinic, but um, just kind of having this conversation with her, it really makes life, it takes a village to raise a child, right? And I've heard this a lot, I mean, with any child, but specifically someone that has Prader-Willi syndrome, um, she kind of expressed that if the people in her own household are not on the same page, it really causes um, some difficulty for Pedrito. So really just trying to set out a good plan for um, for the, fi the family as a whole and then ultimately for Pedrito um, on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, not only that, she made a point to say, if you feel like you have um, any questions or concerns about your child at a young age, go ahead and ask those questions. Um, that way you can have something addressed earlier on and doing that early childhood intervention versus waiting till longer. Um, Cause she expressed that she does know some families that didn't realize that their child had Prader-Willi until they weren't meeting those larger motor milestones. So it was really interesting for, for me to hear that from her. I agree. On top of that, um, it takes a village to raise a child. Um, it really is a team aspect, and Eva talked a lot about that. Of It starts with our speech and our physical therapists and our occupational therapists to really help our kids with Peter Willie, which leads to education, which is even more important. Um, and it's a very big aspect of what we do at CRIT, and Eva talked exactly about that. Um, because educating our parents and families, we really get to help make them um, aware of what's going on that gives them that empowerment to make their own smart choices, just as Pedrito was able to point out exactly what he should and shouldn't eat and he knows what's healthy and what's not um, and that all starts with that education factor um, so we thought that was pretty cool <laughs> yeah I'm always really interested especially with Eva since um, she I don't get to speak to her as much um, the education that she provides for someone in a family like Gabriela and Pedrito is just super important to keep them um, you know well-rounded as far as what they need for that um, that meal plan I know Gabriela also touched base on having um, like pages of meal plans set out through the um, the clinics that she does for Prater Willies, so she goes to for Prater Willies, and I'm sure that Eva plays a huge role in that and really just educating what is good for Pedrito to eat and what isn't good for him to eat. So. That's exactly what I was about to touch on. Um, as a part of the nutritionist, she's able to go to all those clinics and um, exactly as Gabriella said, they that they they keep trying to come up with fresh ideas to keep the diet, uh, keep moving forward so that they don't get burnt out. And um, There's just so much to consider going into um, learning about someone with Prater Willie. I just wanted to touch base before we ended the show, um, something that Gabriela brought up about Pedro's growth hormone. She had said that he had been using it for 18 weeks, not days, which is what I had translated. So just wanted to make sure that was corrected. Um, these things do take some time to take an effect on your body for sure. So something to keep note when you're thinking about this, if this is an option for your child, um, definitely uh, contact your doctor before making these decisions. Um, I hope you found this information helpful. And again, we are going to try and get that link with more information on Prater Willie our, on our organization's website, critusa.org. As a nonprofit, we couldn't do what we do without your support. Please visit us at critusa.org for more information on our organization, as well to find a link to donate. We would love to hear feedback from you. As mentioned, we are a podcast to serve you. 
We were reserving the final portion of each episode to hear from you. You can email us at podcast at critusa.org for questions or topics that you would like to be covered. For more information about the re-eval, please visit critusa.org. Thank you for listening. The information presented on this podcast is not intended to be used as medical advice. Please continue to follow the recommendations of your physician and or other healthcare providers. Please refer to your physician prior to initiating any modifications to your current healthcare regimens. regimens.